This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. It was a crime that horrified the nation. In 1993, James Bulger, just two years of age, was abducted and murdered by two 10-year-old boys, Robert Thompson and John Venables. Despite the horror of that day, Denise Fergus, mother of James, has always remained calm and composed and has dedicated her life to getting justice for her son James, while also helping families through her charity. Denise and Stuart Fergus are joining me today to chat about the James Bulger Memorial Trust and her son's legacy ahead of what would have been James's 30th birthday. This is Helen Wood Chats to Denise and Stuart Fergus. Hi everyone, thanks so much for coming back. This week we have Stuart and Denise Fergus on the show. Thanks so much for coming. So would you mind if we talk a little bit about James, like his memories and happy memories and what was he like as a child? James was just really outgoing. He loved he loved making people laugh. Yeah. He loved playing with kids and you know, he, he's just, he was just he, he was just a normal child who just enjoyed the short life that he had. Yeah. He loved being around his nieces and nephews. I say he was always dancing. Every time his hair was that soft, every time he danced around, his hair would bounce everywhere. And he was just, he was just such a lovely little boy to be around. As I say, he wanted to make everyone laugh at him, which he did. I mean, he lit up a room every time he walked in it just by a smile. It wasn't very often that uh, you'd hear James cry. Oh, he's a happy child. When he was a baby, I, I must admit he was a terrible crier <laughs> but I mean it wasn't through his own fault he did get colic and everyone yeah. who's every, awful, every parent it, yeah. knows you know what that's like yeah um but yeah he just he just loved entertaining uh, and that's why I want to keep his name and memory alive because they're the thoughts that I've got yeah. and I'll always have no, no one can take them away from me yeah. but just to have the charity in his name is just a massive achievement in itself it is it's um, huge I mean, I can't do nothing to get James back, but through his name, I can help other kids out there. I think it's amazing what you're doing. I think like after everything you have been through and you still, you still are going through to be able to give back. It is so inspirational for myself and anybody watching that you found this strength to keep doing this and carrying on like all the like positives about him. What about the book, Denise? You've done a book recently. When did you bring that out? Was it two years ago? It's two years two ago. Two years now, ago, yeah. yeah. How did you find writing the book? Do you know, I thought it was a lot better than it was actually going to be. It, it took me a long time to put my head around into putting... I was always asked to do a book, but yeah. it always says it wasn't the right time for me to do it. I just felt when I was asked the last time to do the book, then I thought now is the time to do it. If I don't do it now, I'm never going to do one. And people want to know you know, what I've been up to since James's death yeah. and, you know, things like that. So I decided to do it and I found it really, 
not relaxing, that's the wrong word to use, but your memory's so fading, you're so forgetting the little things. So is it bringing back all the yeah, good so stuff? As I was talking more and more about James, yeah. things were coming back to me, yeah. which made me, and I'd walk away from, you know, talking about James, but writing the book, and I'd feel good in myself because yeah. then memories were starting to come back. And now, if I feel they're fading again, it's all written down. It's all written down yeah. for you, yeah. So, I mean, the ghostwriter that I had as well, Carly, she was such a lovely person. She said, I don't want you to go back to, you know, the the dark days. Yeah, she yeah, said, yeah. I will write all that for you. She said, you just read over it and you okay it. And, you know, so that's the way we worked it. And, you know, we, we had more laughs than... In fact, I don't think I ever got upset once. I think, but oh. I think that there was a few. I think couple I got more upset where... when I read the book yeah. first did of you? all. Yeah. Oh, did you read it? Sure. I, I had to proofread it for her. Um, right. And I'd say I'll sit in the office because I thought I'll take myself away from the, the house and I'd just go and sit in the office. And I was basically when I was reading through it, I was even like sobbing myself, and that isn't me. And that I must just, be like, so hard, like for you to. Like, it's it's a strange it. situation because obviously a lot of people go, oh, you know, you've been there for Denise. And obviously, I never knew Denise in them days. It was only obviously yeah. a few years afterwards when I met Denise. And even though she talks about it, and I've seen her at the lowest, I've seen obviously like when we've had to fight in Strasbourg and stuff like that back in 2001 and stuff, it, it shows like she's got a hardened side to her, she's got a resilience to her. But then to actually see the emotions of it come out in a book. And the photos and the words. The book's totally different, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's there in black and white, isn't it? So you're kind of like, you feel it almost a bit more, don't you, when you're yeah. reading it? You said that yourself, didn't you? You found it quite strange. Obviously, you're reading the book, but you, your mind goes into thinking, oh, it's someone else's you don't, life. You don't think it's about you. Yourself, although yeah. although yeah. you've lived it, you feel like you're reading about someone else. Yeah. Do you find it weird when people talk to you about it? You almost forget that it's actually about what yourself and what, you, what your life's been like. Well, yeah, because you haven't actually sat and risked it yourself. It's just being like all done for you and then the final cover comes across and you okay, everything that's, you know, at each stage that comes through the book. And then when you finally see that, the, the done deal of it you just think wow that this just yeah. I mean it was James's face on the cover and that's what stands out but that's what my life is all about yeah. is James but if that hadn't have happened to James I wouldn't have had to do the stuff that I've had no, to do it would have been completely um, different wouldn't it I wouldn't have I mean I don't know what life I would have been living now but I'm happy in my life I've got to do it and I've got me through the boys who I absolutely adore how old are you three of the sons feel old now saying this I've got <laughs> 20-year-old, 21-year-old and a 26-year-old. Keep you on your toes. Oh, definitely do. All boys as well, you know. I tried to get a football team, but that didn't work. <laughs> now, um, I just absolutely idolised the lads and they knew that. But for everything that I do, I put it to them first. Yeah. I, you know, I just don't go off and do my own thing. I tell them what I've got plans. And yeah. if I see that they, they don't like anything that I'm saying, then I won't do it. Yeah. I've got to have the, you know... They've got They're to be happy. Almost. Yeah, they've yeah. got to be happy with what I'm doing. Like a family um, decision, yeah. isn't it? Especially it's something as big as the book because when I, I was first asked to do the book this time round and I decided to do it, I did say to the boys, you know, if you don't want me to do it, I, I won't. Yeah. That is not a problem for me. You know, it's not something that, you know, I've ever done before and I'm not going to miss not doing it. Yeah. But they said, you know, it's about time you did do something like that. That's People so nice. are wanting so to see. It, yeah. What, what you're doing and that's how it all come about and my eldest Michael he has a little say in the book as well with the he, he won't do interviews or not and like that and I wouldn't no. force it on to him he keeps himself to himself and you know 
Um, well, you're his mum, aren't you? So yeah, it's a bit, and, it's and, personal. It's something yeah. he obviously wanted to do just with you. But I've always protected them anyway. And I yeah. did say to him, if he didn't want a part in the book, then that's not a problem either. He doesn't have to. Yeah. But he was willing to do it. He said, as long as I don't have to do interviews, this, that, yeah. and other. And I've always protected them from stuff like that. So I said to him, no, if you, you're willing to have a little bit of say in the book, then that's fine. You won't have to do nothing beyond that. That's awesome. There's been no justice for James whatsoever. There's only one thing that I asked for, and that was for them to have a proper sentence in a prison. And I've never, ever said, and I can't say this enough, every interview I've done it, I've said it, I think. I didn't expect them to throw the weight the key. I knew one day that they'd walk again. But at least it was about some justice for James if they'd spent time in an adult prison. But they never have done. They got put into a children's secure unit where they got the best of everything. So there's no justice there again. In fact, I feel that they've been rewarded for the crime that Chris had not punished. They were never, ever punished. So, I mean, some people are saying, well, you know, they did spend time in prison. No, they didn't. Who says that? Who even has the nerve to say that? I mean, because obviously I check, obviously, the social media for the the charity and obviously for Denise and obviously uh, with James' name. And the amount of people that do say that, oh, you know, they did serve eight years in prison, you go. No, they didn't. They never, in actual fact, they never even served eight years. If you've not been in that situation yourself, you have absolutely no right to be saying those kind of it's, things. It's like, only a select a few, but I mean... Do you think I they're think trolls? These are, I think these are the do-gooders who believe in second chances and stuff like that. But in my eyes, they have been given second chances, if not more. But no, I mean, I've always said if there's a fight there... For James, of course I'm going to fight it. And I don't care if it takes me to my Zion day, I will always fight. It's a scary place to be for somebody who's not in that world and in a positive light. So for for you, that must have just been completely daunting and just nerve-wracking in itself, constantly having to talk. It's, it's more scary as well when you look out your windows and you see the world's on its press outside your door. You just, you can't get your edge around Did that. It's not, not their fault. It's their, their job to do that, and I get that. Uh, in the beginning, um, and I never got... Never got any I mean, it comes to a point where I was sitting in a dark living room with, well, just with the side lamp because I'd have to keep the curtains closed. And that, that happens all over the houses. I have to keep all the curtains closed just because if I wants to go upstairs, then they could get pictures of me going up the stairs or, you know, it was just, especially when I had uh, Michael as well. Everyone wanted a picture of Michael. And that, I think that was really? the most scariest because I had to protect this little person yeah. that was in my life again. So I had to try and keep Michael away from Windsor's and, you know, the, the old Watton interviews. But again, I... I get that with the press because it's their job and that's what they're doing is their job. They've been the sent out to do it. I just to wanted to be left alone. Yeah. You know, um, it was my press agent, Chris Johnson at the time, he did get in touch with, with the media to say, listen, if you don't get away from it all or you don't get away from ours, she's not giving you any interview whatsoever. Yeah. So, well, so you needed got, that upper hand yeah. to kind of tell people to back off, haven't you? Because obviously before I met you, I used to say like one of your brothers, she'd have to phone a brother and he'd come running around. Because you had the cameras. And them days, you had like two foot, two foot wide uh, hedges in the front. Mm. And they'd be poking the camera lenses through that, trying to get the pictures. But then saying that the last time the person's been sent to prison for uh, child abuse images, the last time he was sent down for it, you went to bed again and knocked tonight off the press. And I was like, oh, you won't, you won't. It's getting late on now. And let's see, what, half 10, 11 o'clock? Our dog started barking. There's 
two fellas outside, eleven o'clock at night, and I was like, "But I just knew anyway." Yeah. I did say to Stuart, "We need to get the boys upstairs." I said because that door is going to start going. And he went, "No, it's a different way of life." To, and I went, "No, we need to get them upstairs." And to, you know, we yeah, took them upstairs yeah. and we put the telly on in our room so they didn't feel like anything was different. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, they made up. They had sweets and crisps yeah. and drinks. Oh, they, they were doing that like an adventure today. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, they were like, who's at the door? And we say, don't worry about it, you know. They, they're just asking for someone that doesn't live here. It's, it's okay, don't worry. But, I mean, we, we try to play it down. Well, even when the neighbours came out, even they said to him. Again, can't say, obviously, the words, because it's on a podcast, but even they basically chased it down the path singing, you bang out of order this time. Yeah. Like, there's ways and means of trying to contact people. Yeah, of course there yeah. is. Yeah, you, you've so, got you've yeah. got agents. You've got like well, so, social media. You've got social media. Yeah. yeah, everyone can like speak through social media. That's how like we've connected, isn't it, yeah. Denise? So you've done the documentary with Trevor McDonald, but people have gone ahead and done unofficial documentaries, haven't they? What's happened with that? Have Have you been informed that it's going on? Not really. Now I do sometimes get told if there's something going to be aired, but it's not all the time. And I think the biggest kick. In my teeth was, I, I mean, I didn't really want to bring this up, but the fellow who made the short the, film. The film, yeah. I didn't even know that was happening. No, And no. it was already made. Yeah, so for him to do that and not even get in touch with me, even when he was getting interviews, I mean, the interviewers were asking him the question, did you get in touch with James's parents? He dodged it, didn't he? And I he went round it. Yeah, and I yeah. even said, do you know what? Meet up with me, you know, let's talk about what you've done. And But he, he wouldn't even meet up with me. I wrote him a letter to say what he'd done was totally wrong. He... If he's told me what he was done, then, you know, as, as I said to him, you know, probably, yeah, go ahead and do it, but don't do it the way he's done it, you know. Um, Why would he not just work with you on it? Exactly. Like, you know, and I mean, I wouldn't have dismissed it straight away. I would have said, let me hear your ideas and let me know what you want to do first before, you know, we get involved in this or have anything to do with it. But for him not to do that, just to go off and make it himself, that was about my son. It's not his son. Not his kids, he was my kid, yeah, no, and he had no right to do that. I think he tried to make a big name for himself because of it, but I think it backfired as well. He because did because a lot he, was, of he was betraying did. himself because he was up for the short film awards and the Oscars, and he was pictured with obviously some of the young actors, you know, there at the awards, and you're just like. But um, I don't think he's done himself any favours by doing that. I'd say he should have worked with me, not against me. Well, it's not even working against me because I knew nothing about it. No. Not about it at all. And I can't even remember that. It was it was a Kim that said to me, oh, she sent it to you, didn't she? So I, th- I think it was it. a newspaper. Again, media finds out first, isn't it? They approached about saying, oh, there's a short film, blah, 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 blah. What's your comment on it? And we're like, what's this? Is that how like, you found out everything? Every, every time something's happened, is this how you're finding out in a newspaper? Nine times out of ten, yeah. So let's talk about positives and what both of you are doing now your charity um god we're doing quite a lot at the moment aren't we? we've got so much lines up throughout the year which we try and keep busy through the year um to raise awareness and you know raise funds for the charity which we have in james's name our next big event's coming up really soon it's our black tie event it's one of the biggest that we have throughout the year it's to mark what would have been James's birthday and it's yeah. a big one coming up in March. He would have been 30. So that's going to be a special one for us. Then after that, we've got like skydives, uh, swim with sharks. We have Kids Fest, which is another big thing that we have at Stanley Park and by where we live. And 
then we've got one of the reasons obviously well I mean we have got that many events on but one of the reasons why we set up the charity yeah. is obviously over the years Denise has been obviously being approached by other charities to help out do this do that and you always love doing it haven't you yeah in the end before so why do you not know, do it yourself yeah, yeah. exactly so um, we sat down we had a group of trustees and then we're trying to decide what to do about the charity what ideas should we have and exactly um, like what websites it should be under. Yeah. So we had ideas like we'll do this for James, we'll do that for James. And then that's where we got the idea from for the website. For when, did, when did it org. start? No, when did you, when did so you the, start? So the, the idea was originally in 2010. And obviously okay. by the time, obviously people would understand the charities and regulations will know it takes that long to get everyone got, uh, yeah. through the book. Yeah. yeah. So it's 2011, the charity properly launched. So yeah, it's been going nine years. We start off with ideas of, Offering like um, holidays and little breaks away to families. Yeah, I've seen that. So, what kind of like families are you helping? We've got um, we've got a wide spectrum of yeah. families, haven't we? Um, we wanted to open to as many families as possible. So, originally it starts off northwest based. Um, so, it's uh, any families going through bereavement because again, yeah. exactly what Denise has gone through. Um, families who've got uh, care for parents or siblings who've been a victim to crime, which again opens up to like obviously being like a victim of like burglary or obviously yeah. any like crimes like that. If, if one of the childs have been bullied in school, well, obviously we will obviously offer support and help and again, finish with the, the holiday. But, um, but, but also helping kids who go on doses as well, kids who help in the communities, kids yeah. who are doing well in school, who are helping in school. No one gives them the time as they, you know, they don't get recognised for anything. Fine. that they, yeah. So we want people to come forward to say, well, you know, or so and so, you know, he's done this for the community. He helps old people. He's just shopping for them, or she's just shopping. For, you know, people like that would help him as well. So, is this like a bit? Do you find like it's almost is the word therapy? Have you found this like really fulfilling doing all this? Has there ever been any point where you thought I can't do this anymore because it brings up bad memories, or no. is it just giving you even more drive to do it? Well, I've always given myself points to do to keep myself busy because I, I'm not the type of person just to sit around you and not, and it, it just, you know, I'm just not like that. Uh, so I give myself bullet points and targets to aim for. And yeah. once I've reached that target and I've achieved that one, then I'll go on to do another one. And that's the way I've kept myself going, kept myself busy. But it's, I've never sat there and said, you know what, I feel like calling it a day or, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of this that's now so because good. I want to help as many kids and parents as I possibly can. How many kids do you think are coming to help? For, um, for help? Putting kids fest aside, which obviously we'll talk about in a minute, through the, the holidays and again, when it starts off with just the holidays, we're only good case, like one family, maybe two families, they had like a short break during a week. So like now obviously Christmas time, Easter time, we offer like we get panto tickets, we like take families on nights out and stuff like that. So just giving them more things to do. So I think as it stands we probably helped just, just over 260 families wow. since it started. That's a hell of a yeah. lot. Obviously some families are small, some families are bigger. Yeah. And then this is where the idea came for um, Kids Fest, wasn't it? Mm. Which is Kids Fest, but it's predominantly a community fun day. It's free to enter. There's main stage activity. So we'll have like people from The Voice, X Factor, um, The Voice Kids. Um, Britain's Got Talent, we've had people in there. And we get them obviously, most of them to come and um, do it for free of charge. Obviously cover expenses if they're from far away. And just there, there's fun fairs there. There's everything. big dance school. There's everything there, and it's it's grown. It's getting bigger and bigger. Guys, you need to check this out. I'm gonna all the links. We're gonna put the links underneath the podcast and everything for everyone to check out. So with the charity work, 
I've got to say, like, to have you using this negative and turning it into a positive is inspirational for anybody watching. I think I can speak for everybody watching. You are a beacon of hope for anyone that's going through a terrible time. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. If someone kind of can't see light at the end of the tunnel, which I'm pretty sure you felt at one stage of your life, oh, gosh, like yeah. on more than yeah. one occasion, you you kind of, you're giving people hope to say, you know, you might be going through whatever, but you can bounce back. You can do this. Yeah, you can't change what happened, but keep going. Like it's James's 30th birthday. Yeah. You're, selling a, you're going to celebrate it like it is, it is his birthday. But I won't be celebrating. I think celebration is the wrong word. I've always said Mark. Mark is I've birthday, been marking yeah. what would have been James's birthday. And I think we picked March because of that reason, because it is James's birthday and... I want not just me to remember that day, but everyone. And when, when we were sitting in that room that night, everyone in that room is there in memory of James. Yeah. And it's not at all, it's not a depressing or, you know, a dark night. You know, James was not that type of person, and I don't expect yeah. that, that feeling to be rubbed off onto anyone else, because he was never like that. We want to give people... The, the, the spirit in the room, it's full of laughs, jokes. It's just an absolutely great night where everyone can let their ears down. I haven't got to worry about anything. We're all there for one reason, and that one reason is James, but we're also there to raise money and awareness in James's name to help other people. Yeah. But it's it's such a lovely night to do it, isn't it? I mean, it I gives everyone the opportunity to dress up as well. Mm. The women love it. Yeah. I love getting dressed up. Still, <laughs> Sam, I think it's a Yeah, so do the men. The men who actually look but it, it's, a, it's a lovely night and I mean everyone has smiles on the faces you wouldn't think that you know the person that is for is not in that room yeah. because he, he is he is in that room even if it's just yeah. a picture he's still in that room how does the night go do you kind of upload pictures is it kind of like a yeah we kind of have um, a set format um, obviously everyone arrives yeah. champagne reception welcome all the guests I'm usually like front of house obviously then I can welcome people in um, Stuart, you mentioned before that people, you've had people from Mexico come to the charity dues. Yeah, it's, um, do you know what I mean? It, it's really good, like seeing like the, the support for the charity yeah. in James' name. So um, in the past, we've had obviously um, people from Mexico, Germany, Sweden, again, obviously Liverpool, uh, London, Brighton, Glasgow, Ireland. So Ireland, yeah. So they all, they they all come across, all yeah. Common. So there's different spectre people there. But everyone just has such a great night. Yep. Sorry about me coming from Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's welcome. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Even the uh, riffraff. Yeah, <laughs> on the far side, you're okay. Um, but again, we, we have a, such a great night. We have like to see a video, obviously, about James and like what the charities achieved in the last 12 yeah. months. And then we have um, a great night with many artists. I mean, in the past, we've had Kim Marsh come out of retirement to support the charity. We've had 911. We've had five... Mm. Um, wow. Jake Quickenden, um, but many people like the Last year we had uh, Ray Quinn, our very own yeah. scouser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's lovely, isn't yeah, he? Is. he is. Yeah, he's just become uh, one of uh, the leads ambassadors, hasn't he, yeah. for us? So, um, so again, we just we have we try and do and we, so. We've we got to mes- me- mention Chris Maloney as well because he's our patron, Aww. you know, he, he, he's cute, he as well. comes out to perform yeah, for he us. He has been well of late, has he himself? Um, so it's such a great night, and then basically. 
even at the end, like people saying, so what's the date for next year's yeah. one? Because people want to know about it straight away. Well, within, I think it's two weeks of us having that night, we're back in booking for next year. Really? It's that successful? We have to plan it that And everyone's ahead. leaving on a high. That's so good. Yeah. And each year we try and break the record, don't we? Uh, yeah. Who's last up to air? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we, we like to let people know as well where the money's going because the, the, I think a lot of charities, charities, people are seeing money going in but not seeing it coming back out. Yeah. So what we try and do as well is put a video out because we started off with a, a caravan um, and through the, all the donations from the likes of the Black Tie and all the other events that we hold, we wanted to upgrade the caravan to a lodge, but we've done that now. You've got a lodge it's, now. It's so much bigger Aww. than the caravan. It's it's like home from home. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's an escape, isn't it? Like, it's an escape for people. And again, like, I think if you're going through something, sometimes home is not the best. It's definitely not the best place to sometimes no, reflect on stuff. you're around them yeah. same surroundings, but if you're somewhere else, it gives you time. Yeah. It gives you brain time to... Think about what you want to do or what you want to say. What you want to talk you know? about, yeah. And I think it's us to you the world to good to get also that that same same house. When we had the caravan, obviously it was um, it was donated by a lady and a family, and it served us for many. It was brilliant. Kids loved it because everyone used to talk about when they, when they're young. He's like, oh yeah, you're saying caravan stuff like that. And obviously, technology changed, and so it was caravans. Yeah. But it got to a point where we were just thinking, do you know what? We need to do something. And again, with everything that was coming in for the charity. What a better way to say to him, this is the new James Bowles house. Yeah. And everywhere we took all the ambassadors because we walked around, obviously, the site it's on, uh, which is based on Blackpool, and everyone fell in love with it. Mm. It's just lovely. It's just like, is like a home from home, and that's how we want it to be. Safe haven, isn't it? Yeah. Denise Stewart, what, what's your hopes for the future? What have you got in the pipeline? And is there anything else that, is there anything else that you want to bring up or talk about, like mention um, while you're here? Just to put people in the picture that every penny that's donated to the charity does go into the charity. Um, all the donations are going to keep the lodge on site of where it is, which is not cheap. Well, Anyone, it's, it's, yeah, it's just going on now, £7,000 a year now. Wow. And then you, you've in, got in the maintenance of it and, you know, it's just an ongoing thing and that's where the money's going. Yeah. It's to keep that lodge there. Without the donations, we, we wouldn't be able to keep the lodge. Yeah. So this is your main. So is this your main focus? Keeping the charity keep, going. Keep the charity and... up there, and we're wanting to grow the charity. We're open to get bigger, open to get more lodges in other places. So uh, the parents have got. So you've got more going on. Yeah, yeah. So they can choose where they want to go and stay for the holiday. But we're a long way away from that at this moment in time. But you'll get there. You've, got, you've done this so I'm far. Like, um, as I say, it, a lot. our main aim now is just to keep the lodge at the moment yeah. uh, where it is. And, you know, I, I just can't thank people enough for supporting the charity, uh, for making donations. But as I say, every penny does go into the charity and it is to keep the lodge where it is. We have many events that we hold out throughout the year. Um, the Black Tide Tiara Ball, um, do skydive, swim with sharks, kids fests got an idea that's meant to be coming up in June um, I think it's June the 27th in Liverpool um, it's going to be called a night for James so if people just keep an eye out on the uh, on social media yeah. um, we'll, once we've, we've signed the contracts and that it, it's going to be a great night and hopefully mm -hmm. that'll help the charity and again we've been talking about Denise's book Denise made sure it was, it was written in there that every book that's purchased are donations made to the charity and it's things like that help keeps the charity running keeps us growing because eventually we, we say we've got ideas of where we want to take the charity 
um, more so you can do like monthly activities, taking families out, kids out. But again, that's down to transport costs and obviously tickets or whatever we need to do. So if there's business out there that want to get involved and support the yeah, charity, definitely. get in touch. Um, again, obviously you put this on the podcast and the, yeah, of course. the page and that. Um, and if anyone but, who, who wants to come to our Black Tide to yeah. mark what would have been James's big 30th, yeah. get in touch and you know there's still tickets available, but I don't think once, once we get it out there, I don't think they, they're going to be available much longer. No, definitely so, not. They'll definitely you know, go, Just thanks they? everyone for supporting. Yeah. All the sports in the past and the future, you, thanks. Would you say, that brings me up on to like my final thing. So through all this, would you say, obviously you've got Stuart as being like your biggest support and, and your children and things. What's the public been like when it's come to support, like supporting Amazing. you? Do Amazing. people come up to you still yeah. when they see you and, yeah. and speak to you like in, when yeah. you're shopping and things like that? The amount of people that have just approached me and just said can I give you a hug or can I have a hug of course you know yeah I mean if I, that hug makes their day then that's made my day yeah. fine but the support that I've had and continue to still get to this day is absolutely amazing and you know I hope the, the support continues sure, uh, the yeah. fight the fight's not done yet I'm sure there's still a lot that I can fight for uh, I'm hoping one day I will get justice for James I hope you do as well Denise Thank you so much for coming on. It means the world. Um, I can't wait to come to the Black Tie do as well. Like you, like you said, any excuse to get a ball gown on and stuff. Which so, I still need to get, but I'm last minute or come anyway. So I always, I mean, it's if you need someone to do your eyebrows, Denise, oh, you girl. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, and thanks so much for watching. Thanks, You can download Helen Wood Chats to wherever you listen to your podcast. But for exclusive, interactive, immersive content, download the Entail app for iOS and Android. If you like what you heard, please rate and review my podcast and help other listeners to discover us too. This is a Laudable production for the Manchester Evening News. You can check out Laudable on both Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to check out my Twitter, Instagram and YouTube pages. Thanks guys. <laughs>